Hi, this is Mo Oster, Misney's Senior Vice President for Advocacy. I lead a team of lobbyists fighting for you in Albany and sometimes in Washington, D.C. This week, your Misney lobbying team embarked on a series of meetings with numerous state legislators and key policy staff to educate them on the numerous problematic proposals contained in the governor's proposed state budget released last week. While there are some modestly positive initiatives, like calling for the state regulation of pharmaceutical benefit managers, or PBMs, efforts to expand the availability of PPE, and reducing the interest on court judgments, the problematic proposals far outweigh the good ones. This week, Misney sent a letter to the entire state legislature, together with 15 other specialty medical societies, expressing our collective strong opposition to the budget proposal that would allow the New York State Health Department to disregard essential due process protections when a complaint has been filed against a physician, including making information public about a physician against whom a complaint has been filed to the OPMC, and reducing the standard for imposing an interim suspension prior to the conclusion of a disciplinary proceeding. While New York's physicians share the goal of assuring the state has ample power to protect the public when the conduct of a particular Healthcare provider places patients at risk, there is already ample power under the law to immediately act when public health is threatened. Last year, the state legislature rejected a similar proposal, but every year is different, and this year there are over 40 new assembly members and senators. You can assist us in these advocacy efforts by sending a letter and tweet in opposition to your local legislators from Misney's Grassroots Action Center. Misney also sent the joint communication to the entire legislature with several specialty medical societies to express its strong opposition to a proposal contained in the governor's proposed state budget that would require the over 16,000 physicians enrolled in the excess medical malpractice insurance program to bear 50% of the cost of these policies. This incredibly short-sighted and frankly offensive proposal would thrust over 50 million of new costs on the backs of our community-based physicians who served on the front lines of responding to the pandemic. For some physicians, particularly in Long Island and New York City, this could add up to tens of thousands of dollars per physician. This new cost would hit these practices at a time when many of these practices were already facing huge losses as a result of a substantial reduction in the number of patients receiving care during the pandemic. We have always argued that the excess program was the imperfect solution to New York's exorbitant liability premiums. That comprehensive medical liability reform is needed instead. As I mentioned, there was some positive liability reforms proposed in the state budget to reduce interest rates, but this proposal has been rejected in past legislative cycles. In the absence of liability reform, the excess program must continue as it has historically done to protect patients and to ensure that physicians do not risk losing all they have worked for throughout their professional careers every time they treat a patient. You can also send a letter and tweet on this issue from the Misney Grassroots Action Center. We have also raised concerns with a series of proposals in the governor's budget that would expand the scope of practice of pharmacists and nurse practitioners. Specifically, these budget proposals would, one, permit pharmacists to order various lab tests without oversight and without any requirement to coordinate with a patient's physician for follow-up care. Two, radically expand the physician-pharmacist collaborative drug therapy program to manage the medications provided to entire classes of patients rather than just individual patients. 
without the need for individual patient consent, and three, permit pharmacists the power to administer any vaccination which has been approved by the Advisory Commission on Immunization Practices, or the ACIP, which then includes future vaccinations, which may be added to the list without the legislature then having to approve that. Given all these issues, it is imperative that physicians make the time to participate in MISNI's virtual Physician Advocacy Day on March 2nd, where physicians will hear from MISNI physician leaders and legislative leaders in the morning and then work with their county medical societies to set up meetings with their local legislators in the afternoon. Please go to MISNI's website to register for this event. All these programs have the great potential to threaten patient safety and incentivize the development of healthcare silos at the expense of the patient-centered medical home model we have worked so hard to develop it in New York. It would also marginalize community-based primary care and specialty care physicians' ability to continue to be able there to manage their patients' ongoing care needs. Again, please make it a point to join us on March 2nd, and please send letters to your legislators from MISNI's Grassroots Action Center. Turning to upcoming educational programs, please join us on Friday, February 5th at 7.30 a.m. for our next Medical Matters program on COVID-19 and mental health of physicians and other health care providers. And if you cannot make it to this program, please look for the recording on MISNI's CME website, cme.misni.org, that's cme.misni.org, where you can access many other public health educational programming as well. Thank you for listening to this podcast and for your support for MISNI and your County Medical Society, and of course, your dedication to your community and your patients. We will speak again next week.